The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We're ready Brandon to go. Marshall here reporting live. Do it. Um, yeah, it's Kristen's on button. No, it's Kristen. It's my podcast. It's Kristen's no, this is on PFT. Button. This is NBC <laughs> uh, night. What is it? The nighttime football? nightly news. Nightly. Or are you on Football Night in America? Football Night in America with right. Chris Sims. Yo, yo, yo! What up, homies? What up, mofo's? Ahmed and I are on vacation as we as I talk right now. I'm actually in the Caribbean, enjoying a little time off. Little sand, ocean, sun, having some fun. But I don't want to leave you guys hanging, all right? We got lots of great interviews in the bag. And during Super Bowl week, Mike Flory and I were on Radio Row. We had some great big-name, big-time legend players come through, coaches, some of my ex-teammates. So throughout this week, we're going to post some of these interviews for all of you to enjoy we're going to have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday edition. On today's episode, you're going to hear me and my former teammate, Brandon Marshall, talk about our days with the Broncos and some of the pressure players face uh, before they get big contracts. He's got great perspective on that. We're going to go Michael Parsons. Yeah, the two most hated guys in Philadelphia. We had some great conversations, mainly his dislike of why MVP voters don't ever – ever take into account the defensive players. I think it's a great point by him. We got Christian McCaffrey on why Shanahan's a genius. Sean Payton will join the set and talk about how he's going to fix Russell Wilson. Uh, so again, hang with us here. It is a week off. It's been a long season, but hopefully you can enjoy some of these interviews and some of these great personalities we talk to that are associated with the NFL. So here you go with my brother from another, my main mofo, Brandon Marshall, hope you enjoy. That's right, we're here. What is this one? This is Chris. This is my podcast. We're going Chris Sims on Button. This is where if you want to, yes, yes, I know, I know. If you, you know, you've been listening. You listen a little. All right, good. You're crazy. I'm crazy. I am crazy. But no, seriously, this is Chris Sims on Button, and this is one of my favorite people in all the world. We are at the Super Bowl. It's Thursday. Brandon Marshall. Not only like, not that we're like text all the time people but right. i always consider you one of my best friends yes right i mean it's not even that i feel like you're a brother so when you're yeah. best friends you talk all the time but right a brother like look man you we got a know. family i got a family you're working right. i'm working right when we catch up we catch up and we pick up where we left off so definitely a brother for me because like at my you know lowest moment or toughest moment i would say you were there every single day when we we're playing for the denver broncos so that was we need to talk about Josh McDaniels. How you feel? Because that's why it was a low moment for me. <laughs> well, it was tough. But that you're was a Josh big... McDaniels guy, though. Well, I am. I am. Yeah, you are. But you're I understand, like, some of the things that, 
you know, went wrong there. Mm -hmm. I don't think some of the things, I guess where I think some of the things that went wrong there, I wouldn't put them all on Josh McDaniels. I think there were some other things going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that made life hard on Josh with your relationship. That's Uh, all I would say, right? So you know something I don't know. Tell me because I don't know. Well, I think think the team was going broke, right? right? I mean, you remember that year? They were giving out suites. I had my family in a Thanksgiving suite. Uh, I didn't have that kind of money. Wow. But they didn't, they were they couldn't sell the suites in the football team. Right. So I think that's where some of the disconnect with the whole your contract and stuff all that kind of so went you're down. So you're saying so you're saying Josh McDaniels wanted to pay me but the team couldn't afford to pay I, me. I think there was a bunch of that going on there. Right. I think he was promised he was going to be allowed to spend a certain amount of money too on free agency and stuff like that and then they went well, they looked at the checkbook and they go no you can't do that. Wow. Right? If, if that's the case then I need to well, I don't need to apologize to Josh. I know. I've been crushing You've been critical. over You've been... the last six, seven months yeah. because there's some other things that I still think are valid, but I didn't like how he handled my contract situation. Right. Um, but again, if that was the case, then I can understand why he had to approach it Kinda that way. That right. Way. Because you, you, you can't give the player all the business. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's a tough spot to be in it as is. a head coach. It is. I think some of these coaches got to bite the bullet more than we think sometimes with wow. stuff like that because the Never owner kind of like they do it, but they're not going to sell out the owner and be like, hey, the owner told me I can't. Wow. Right. So they just they take it. I, uh, feel, well, dang, yeah. that's, that's, I know that's it's the dirty part of the business. Right. I know. But you got paid. And a year later, a year later, I know. And it was risky. Yeah. You know, I always tell everybody the story about you in the Eagles locker room. I do. I know you what don't remember it because I told Mike Florio, like when we were there, it was like week 16. Oh. You should have been paid already. <laughs> right. We were giving ourselves that one last look in the mirror to make sure we look good. I don't know why I cared. I wasn't playing. <laughs> I was just holding the clipboard. You but, threw me a touchdown, but go ahead. But I was sitting there and it, and I remember you just yelled at the top of your lungs. You went, oh, and your like vein was popping out of your neck. And I was like, what's up, man? What's you? You're like, I can't play like this. I mm. can't play knowing the season's almost over and I'm this close to getting money and helping my family. Right, right, right. And you're like, it's hard to go out. And I was like, I know. I and know. I think I, I was even like, just be careful. Right, right. Because you can't go psycho when you know you haven't been paid like that. You know what happened the next week? The next week? I didn't play. You didn't play. Right. I didn't play. And I'm bringing this up because... I go out there the next week. We're playing against Kansas City. Yeah, was it Kansas City? I believe it was Kansas City. Right. And I said, I'm not playing. Yeah. I was healthy enough to play. Right. I'm saying that, and I'll bite this bullet for Lamar Jackson. Right. You're right. It was Kansas City. No player. Yeah. Look at Demar Hamlin. Right. What just happened? We know when we go out there, our career can be taken just like that. Now, this is an example of how your life can be taken like that. Why would a player go out there and take on all the risk? I don't feel like Lamar Jackson should step on the field without a a long-term contract. Yeah, I hear you. A lot of people are going to say, oh, the franchise tag is 40-something million dollars. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's 40 million versus 200 guaranteed. Yeah. If he's not getting the guarantee that he wants, I'm not stepping on that field. And then you're going to have a lot of... Fans, even teammates yeah. that might feel a certain way. Right. But at the end of the day, when you're done, you're going home with your own aches and pains, your own family dynamic, your own situation. So, yes, team is when we're in the locker room. Team is when we're in the field. But when we go to the business table, your teammate don't need to be in that room. The fans don't need to be in that room. That's between you and the owner. Yeah. 
I know. Listen, I, I agree with everything you say. The only one thing that's interesting about that specific conversation is I think they've given them some big offers of guaranteed money. I just don't, you know, it might not be to where he wants it. So that's where it gets so, dicey. So let's but talk I'm about never going to be a mad about a man so, with So let's money talk there. about it, right? Because yeah, right. we're two ex-players. Yeah. Did it at a high level. Transitioned into media. Okay. So with Lamar Jackson, if he's a free agent, yeah. open market, right. how much does he get? And guarantee Ooh. from a San Francisco 49ers or a Jets or even a Miami Dolphin team or yeah, all these sure. teams that may be a quarterback away. Right. How the much Falcons does he get? are another one I look at. To go how much at. does he get? I mean, he should get. See, see, no, not how much he how much he should get. How much can he get? How much will he get if he's if he's a free agent? I think he's going to get somewhere. He would get somewhere in the range of like. 200 guaranteed, okay. 190, it's 180, Pretty somewhere Pretty much in there. anything he wants. Pretty much, right. So if he knows that, why would he take the 150 or whatever the numbers are right. that the Baltimore Ravens are throwing sure, out there? Sure, sure. Because that's the market. The I, market is what somebody will be willing I to pay you. you. I got you. I know. See, where I think that that's there's another good one. I think Deshaun Watson in that contract mm. has messed the market up. And I think that's where some of the owners are going, wait, that was just a dumb contract by a desperate, dumb owner in Cleveland. Right, right. And they're trying to, like, wait, that's not – that's not shouldn't be the benchmark, right? You guys, they put themselves – but the player doesn't want to hear that because yeah. you're like, no, no, that's doesn't what matter. it is. Well, what about right. Russell Wilson's contract? What about Aaron Rodgers' contract, yeah. right? Yeah. Josh Allen, Mahomes. There's a lot of benchmarks out there. Yeah. I Well, and, and I, well, Allen and, and Mahomes, I would tell you, are probably below market price for him right now. Mm. Now. Ma yeah. Now. I mean, because yeah. they're like three years in. They kind of took team-friendly, yeah. like, okay, we know what's going like this, but we'll take our $42 million, right. $45 million right. a year, you know, which is insane. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Owner come out, yeah. says that, right. you know, you're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to work on a contract, something sure. like that. Sure, Do you think it happens this year or you happen next year? And if you, if it does, what range? Well, if it happens, if they win, right, it's it's gonna happen this year for yeah. sure. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, you know, I just he's gonna have a lot to stand on, and like you're just talking about, he's going. Wait, I run the football. I do some things. My shoulders hurt right now. I'm about to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I want to be compensated. Now, my thing with with Jalen Hurts is I'm just not sold on how good he is yet. Right. Like, like I know he's good, and, and I get a lot of hate. I don't know how much you know. No, like about I, Jalen Hurts has become like a thing here. I was trending on Twitter yesterday. Really? What happened? Well, what just, did you say, Chris? Well, I just tried to say, because people were trying to make, you know, put him in Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow class, and I just said, I'm not ready to put him there yet. Why? Because he's got an all-star team around him. He's not asked to do what they do. Run up the middle for eight. Run up the middle for eight. Run up the middle for eight. Throw a wide-open slant to A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. Run up the middle for eight. Throw a fade and jump all A.J. Brown. I'm not ready to say that. That's in the class of those other quarterback okay so let me ask you this yeah. give me the top three tom tom brady's top three traits um i would say first is i would go with his arm okay then second then i would probably go with his clutchness okay then the third then his leadership ah okay yeah. peyton manning give me peyton manning's top three um probably his gosh his ability to read a defense I would say it's probably the number one thing. Okay. Right? You know, I know where you're going with this. And then we can go even Drew Brees. My, my biggest thing I is sometimes I, you're, when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, you talk about Josh Allen and all the greats, Lamar yeah. Jackson, talking about the physical stuff. But, bro, what y'all bring 
to the table from a quarterback position, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to meeting guys where, where they're at. Like, yeah. even you, you and I have this relationship because you were the person in the locker room, not Josh McDaniels, not Kyle Orton, that was able to calm me down, that was able to speak to me, that was able to say, hey, knucklehead, you don't have a catch yet, but in the second half, you might end with 10 for 150, right? So you have to account for that. I agree. I don't think the Eagles are the Eagles this year without him. You plug, you want to plug and play? I mean, you want to put in any other quarterback, they, they're not winning 13, 14 games, brother. I don't think. Well, yeah, I, I disagree with you there. You That's, do. I do. You so know. What's, the, what's the Minshew? Well, yeah, like Minshew. Listen, so I, you think Minshew? No, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl, but they would have a playoff team, right? That's I'll just say that. I, that's where you know, again, Jalen Hurts has been good. I'm I'm not disagreeing with a lot of you're saying. I'm just saying I think there's been a little too much credit given to him, where we're not looking at the totality of the team and going that he gets to play against a run defense almost every play, right? They're going, oh no, we have to stop the run. So it's these coverages that if you're you missing and me, it. you're missing it. I, I, I like all the, listen, let me tell I'm you not. why you're missing it. I'm a, and I'm going to keep using us as yeah. an example. Yeah, fine. Keep using us as an example. I want to talk about the you first, for a second the here. First two, who were the first two, who were the first two in the facility when we played for the Broncos? First two in the facility? I don't know. I guess. Players. Was it maybe I'm gonna say Kyle Orton might have been there first. No, I don't know. It was I you was and me. I. You were in the bo- you were in there uh, on the, the bossy ball in the bossy ball <laughs> doing your core exercise. I didn't want to like to pat myself LeBron on the James. back. He was doing a LeBron James workouts before LeBron was doing the workouts. <laughs> <laughs> like it was you over there. Then I would be in the weight room. Then yeah. I would come in and do my you, you, know, you catch, catch my the balls. ball while I throw. But it the you. reason why I added catching the ball was because you asked me. Yeah. You said, Brandon, can you come catch this for me? And then right. we started a nice little morning right. routine. Right. Okay. I'm saying all to say is you made me better. Yeah. And then by other guys seeing us doing that, first ones in, yeah. then other guys start coming. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is that guy. I agree with that. That's right. So, yeah, you can talk about, oh, it's so easy, this and that. But can is he not the one that's keeping the Eagles out of the receiver room with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith? Now, they're different cats. But it could be that quarterback. It could be that quarterback that's saying, you. meet me there at 5 in the morning, put some extra work in. I, that just goes a long way. It does go a long way. All I'm saying is there's other guys out there doing that stuff too, and they don't have the Eagles around them, and so we're not going to see because they don't have the rest of the okay. team to show us that. That's all I would say to you to that. That's and, all. And that's why you're trending. Well, it, it is. It, it, because I get, well, what happens is become, I become a hater. I'm just, you know me. Yeah. No, and you're then, real. You keep I, it real. That's or your... I become a racist. Right. And it's that's like, what they're hitting you up with Well, that. I get that too. Like, no, he doesn't. Like him, yeah. You not. He doesn't like. You got more work. black friends than I got black friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, what That's about? what I'd like you, the people, to know a little. <laughs> boy, but hey, let me get a real, real. <laughs> we'll tell about the other different days off the field. Boy. <laughs> That's what I mean. People don't don't understand that about me. Man, so you don't, and you don't, uh, you don't so, owe them no answers, no I know, explanations. I know. I know. I do. You know who you are. All right. So let's stop get, hating on my boy Chris. Thanks. Thanks. He's see? just giving y'all the realness. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's get to you though, because okay. I do. You got to go, and I want to make sure we get to some of the. You're you having one of the most special off-field post careers ever wow i mean you're doing your own thing as, mm-hmm. with your own production company and then what you're doing on showtime with my dad mm-hmm. and paramount and all that mm-hmm. and then w- the the thing you got here yeah. with your gym that's right that's uh, right athletes first yep, I, yep, right yep yep so, so listen this is this yeah. is how i look at it man my life's work is bridging the gap in the mental health community and i think there's more things that go into that right like you can't just let me talk to a therapist or let me go meditate you know it's how we train 
It's how we eat. It's how we sleep. It's how yeah, we recover. Right. It's our routine. Right. We are the healthiest people on the planet. Yeah. Tom Brady, Serena Williams, LeBron James. You're so, teaming up with Tom Brady, is that's I'm right. not correct? That's right. right? TB12 will wow. handle all of our medical. So basically, I, House of Athlete Plus, that's in the app store today, House of Athlete Plus, it's our entire experience when we walked into the facility, yeah. everything integrated and given to the adult fitness member out there and the youth athlete. So how we eat, how we sleep, how we train, having a coach there. That's what it is. There's a lot of trends, a lot of fads out there. Tom Brady's passionate about, you know, helping people live better. Yeah, I'm passionate healthy, about help, right. helping people live better. So coming together where we do the physical stuff and Tom Brady's doing the recovery stuff is just a legendary collaboration. We have another person that we're working with on the, on the mental fitness side. We'll make that announcement here in the next couple of months. But you'll have these three hidden monsters just disrupting this entire wellness space. Yeah. And it's, it's not for us. It's like our real passion to right. help people. Yeah. And it ain't disrupting. It's actually finally going to be putting it going in the right direction. That's right. The way things should be That's done. That's right. That's right. Where, you know. You well, you think about it, bro. Like, right. Remember, remember what was I doing? Remember this? Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. Right. So, like, you're sitting, seeing me on the sideline. I'm, I just came off a of hip surgery, about to go into another hip right. surgery. I'm, I'm trying to get your muscles you and see me, hips you're right. You see me like, brother, yeah. can you go see this person? Right. You right. sent me to two doctors, right. one in Toronto, one uh, that in was Denver. in Colorado Springs yeah, right. that was coming to our facility. Right. That right there, and it made me better right away. I felt better. I performed better. Right. So how do we take that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Walking in, you having a Greek there. Rocking here, M-A-T, A-R-T. And being able to give that to all these other people that's out there living in pain, training in pain, like that's all I'm doing. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm doing. Hey, you're you're the man. That's it. Athletes first. Brandon Marshall. House of athlete. What? House of athlete. House of athlete. I don't yeah, know why house. I said that. Sorry. House, house of, of athlete. athlete plus is the app. There you go. That's house right. of athlete plus. Mm -hmm. Come into a household near you. There you go. Pay attention to my man Brandon Marshall. Last thing I want to do before you go. You're cool. Right. So T-shirt and whatever pants you got on working here. I don't know what yeah. that is. Is that the cool pants right you now? You like it? Uh, no, not for me. Not for you. <laughs> You're smooth, too. You like the blue. I, I'm all blue or all black. That's kind of just what I do. I love it. But I can't pull off this the right there. The blue looks good. Thanks, man. I, I like appreciate it. Keep it, it simple. Minimalistic. Hey, follow Brandon Marshall wherever he is. He's the man. He's one of my idols in life. He's a Sims family idol. He really is. I'm a Sims I'm a kid. You're I'm an, one of your kid. You're an I'm extension of the brothers. family. You're my yeah. brother. Brother from another? That's right. He's black. I'm white. We don't care. We're black. There you go. <laughs> Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Getting in the backlash from Philly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, you know, having good conversations with Vaughn, a person I look up to. Um, helped him on his podcast, and next thing you know, it's <laughs> on. So um, you see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker, making a shitstorm. Let's try to make a shitstorm today. At least you know it's coming. <laughs> At least you got fair warning. We're going to try to stir it up as much as we can. Okay. Well, we're the enemy of the people right here. Uh, me and him are. Yeah, I'm. you know, I'm a man of the people for sure. Right. I'm with the people. Right. You know, they tell me I have the best Twitter on social media. It's a great Twitter feed. It's awesome. That was awesome. It really was. Well, as we were talking about before we came on the show, he was kind of joking with me. He's like, oh, man, I've been seeing your tweets. He's like, I think you and me are the most hated two people in Philadelphia. <laughs> so he's been he's been aware. Well, okay. I mean, let's just start there. Let's start with the elephant in the room. All right? Okay. Yeah, you, you nor me are trying to be disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. No. We've got respect for what he's doing. No. I think we just are recognizing this is an unbelievable team they have. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like the most talented, well-put-together football team in the league, right? For sure. For Offensive, defensive, right. special teams. I mean, the backup defensive end got double-digit sacks. Yeah, Brandon Graham. Right. I mean, that's Beast. how good they are. That's one of the best offensive lines you've probably seen in your two years in the NFL so far. Best offensive line. Right. Is it the best duo of receivers you've seen so far? Best one and two, for right. sure. Oh, I mean, okay. you could, you could compete a, it's with... It's in the competition. T and uh, Jamar, Chase, but right? they're definitely... So that's what you were talking. It was an MVP conversation like we've had, right? And that's where we just, I think we were both like, hey, let's pump the brakes. We like what he's doing, but he's not Patrick Mahomes or some of those guys quite yet. Yeah, and another thing I was saying is I feel like in that term, if your team's so good, is the QB the most valuable player? Right. You know, uh, I look at Justin Jefferson as a guy who should be a MVP caliber year. Right. You know, that's an MVP caliber year, but he don't get the recognition because he's a receiver. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I don't. I just disagree with how we look upon awards and things like uh, that. I agree with you. If you win and you're the quarterback on the best team, you're in the MVP conversation. Yeah. And it just shouldn't be that way all the time. Well, some of the frustration, be. too, Mike, yeah. I think comes from the fact that defensive players are just always an afterthought. You've got the Defensive Player of the Year award. That's it. That's for defensive players. You're not part of the MVP conversation. There's only been two guys ever to win it. Alan Page in 71 and Lawrence Taylor in 86. And I think part of what you're saying is you can be an MVP and not play offense. It's possible. Right. Why well, wasn't TJ Watt uh, have more votes for MVP last year? Right. When he had 20 plus sacks. Right. You know, that's crazy. Why you didn't know? you? I, that's what I'm saying. I think value, we're talking about value of the team. I believe that there's a lot of defensive players that yeah. bring the same amount of value as a quarterback. Like Ray, you know. Ray, I think in that 2000, he was. As valuable, oh, more valuable yeah, as a quarterback than uh, no Trent offense. Dilfer. Yeah, right. Like, cause Ray led that team. Like that right. defense won the championship, but Ray wasn't. He just won a defensive player. It was just like that was it. Well, well, do you do you get frustrated too with the fact that even with defensive player of the year, kind of along the lines, we're talking. It's all about sacks. 
Like, because yeah. I used to try to explain to people, like with you specifically, like you don't get to rush, you didn't get to rush the passer as much as everybody else. No. But we're still getting the same type of numbers, and then your effect as a stand-up linebacker and the things you were doing there was special. But that wasn't enough of a sexy stat to get you in the conversation. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, I think that they like, they focalize these points in the league where it's like, if you're a DN, you must have sacks. If you're a cornerback, you have must have picks, but then we get Trayvon Diggs who has 11 picks, we're like, oh, well, he has 11 picks, but he gave up yards. Right. It's just like, what do you want? You right. know, or you can have all the sacks, look at Judon or Miles Garrett, but you know, for some people, it's okay for them to have 15, 16 sacks, but um, other players, it's not like it, I don't know where they create the idea. Yeah, it's of a lot of hype and BS, is what yeah, you're because saying. Some people will have 17 sacks, but they were like, Well, then Aaron Donald's year, TJ had 18 sacks, but they're like, Well, Aaron Donald's the most dominant player, and it's like, Oh wow, so now it's not about sacks, yeah, it's about this. We're so, gonna I, make something I, else. I, we just need some consistency. That's yeah. all I ask. All right, I got you. I'm when with you, you make your voice heard, whether it's with Vaughn Miller's podcast or on Twitter or whatever, and you get blowback. Does that make you say, I'm going to shy away, or do you just say the hell with it? I'm just going to still be me. I don't care. And, and or does it even make you more motivated to speak your mind? And if people don't like it, too bad. Um, I would say it makes me, it, it doesn't make me shy away. It makes me stand firm. Like, I feel like if you have a voice that's a power thing, powerful thing, you just got to know when and where to use it. Like, it's a time and place for everything. Right. Um, but I feel like this is the type of stuff I want to do things like you guys like I want to be on TV you want like, to you want talk. to talk these things out yeah I want to talk these things out like I got a mind that I like to expand and I like to learn new things if I'm wrong I'm wrong right but when I'm right I'm right so yeah. I feel like I should be able to speak because I, I think as players we often fear like oh we're in this box of just being a football player we shouldn't speak but in reality we should speak more like um, think about it who makes the money the players or the people up top the players make the money. They yeah. come to see us. They're not paying to see Roger, no offense. Like, right. And I respect all the guys. I love T Troy Vincent, all them guys, but the players don't use their value enough. Like, um, so I'd be like, bro, like, you are the reason why they come to games. Like, they're not coming to games to see anyone else. Like WWE. I love John Cena. They're, people come to the WWE to see John Cena. Yeah. They don't see come to WWE to see physically manner. Right. Like, right. It's just not a thing. Yeah. I know. It's a little... You sound like somebody that may want to run for union president someday. You thinking about that? Maybe. Maybe. I, I want to be an ambassador for the league one day. Yeah. I, I can see that in your future. Yeah, I definitely can. But you're right. The game is about the players. You're the ones taking the physical risks. We saw that with Tamar Hamlin. If anybody had any doubt whatsoever about the extent of the risk that you guys take when you put your uniform on and cross that thick white stripe, we saw it on January mm -hmm. 2nd. And I hope it woke some people up yeah. about what you guys really deal with all the time. And the thing with Damar, I just hated that people try to voice an opinion on Damar. Like, I feel like he should be the only one. People were trying to make careers off of Damar. Mm -hmm. That's not right. You know, he... He, no one can know what he went through besides him or his close ones. Like, they should be the only ones speaking. And I felt like there was way too many analysts that tried to point a proven or try to put twat, plot twists to this incident, which is sick to me. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. All right. So give us the – what are we missing in Dallas? What, what, what gets us over the hump? What, what, where, what, how can we beat the 49ers and be in this game and beat the Eagles? What do you, where do you think you're at right now as a team? I feel like we're right there. Right. We're we're two plays away. Yeah. We're two or three plays away. And hey, 
I know that shit. Yeah, that, that sounds cliche. Shit here. Don't, Don't worry. Yeah, but I know it sounds cliche to always say it, but if you really look at that game, we're legit two, three plays away. Yeah. Or a couple inches well, away. Well, you take the two interceptions away, I, I think the game's going to go down to the wire. Super I, wire. Right. Right. You know, um, and we just got to be more accountable, more aware, and then um, we got to go after a free agency, too. Yeah. What, yeah. what areas? I would like to see us get. Um, I like Deron Payne a lot. Yeah, you want to? You need another. You need more big, big bodies in the middle. We got too many rushers. Yeah, you got too many speed guys. It's definitely it's something we talked about. It always yeah. worried me about you guys. I would love to get another rusher. Right. I would love to get uh, a big body corner out there. Um, I hope we keep LV. I hope we keep LV. And to everyone else wants a receiver, we might as well get a receiver too. <laughs> like, I, like the money, like. You can't spend the money. Like, I mean, like you got to spend the money. Like, yeah. why not spend it? Like, yeah, yeah. But I think we got a chance. I think we could be in Vegas next year. I, I, I do too. With Amari Cooper getting traded last year, and then we saw what, the, what happened with the receiver market. Did, was there any talk in the locker room? Like, why do we, why do we move Amari? Twenty million is nothing. You got guys kissing thirty million now. I, I still don't understand the Amari situation, and I ain't asked enough questions to figure out why that, what was going on, and why that happened. But uh, I love Coop, and I love what he brung. Um, hopefully, we get someone his caliber again. You know, he's a uh, man. I don't understand. Are we done with like stand-up linebacker? Like at the end of the year, it was like it seemed like it's D end all the time. Yeah. And then if it was like an obvious pat a run situation, then they'd let you be in the middle of the defensive linebacker so you could run sideline to sideline and make yeah. the tackle. That's the thing I love about DQ, bro. Like. Uh, all depend on the game plan is different. Yeah. AFC teams pass the ball. So yeah. against then he's like, your superpower isn't covering people when you can affect the quarterback all game. But when we play somebody like the 49ers and stuff or the Tampa Bay. Stop the run a little. Stop the run a little bit. Let's right. bring you back. And then second and third and longs, let's send you. You know, right. so he creates a great balance for me. And I would say he creates a great structure for me throughout the week. Like he literally had me on my own plan. Like I had no plan like everyone else. Yeah. And he helped me like truly identify like when you have a special talent or a special player, you can't treat them like everyone else. Uh huh. That's right. And he was able to like divide that and keep everything together at right. the same time. So, right. You know, all back-to-back -back seasons, all pros is all dedicated to Dan Quinn and how he believed in me and he worked with me, studied with me, trained with me, and everything. Like all pro on the football field. Do you think he can sell something here? Let's go. Let's see what Convince you got. What you got today? When we hit, we see it. Oh. I want sleep number, sleep number smart bed. I got a sleep number bed for you if you want it. Go get it right now. If you want to be an all pro on the field, off the field, you must get your sleep. It's too important. The reason why Chris stays so woke on the show is because he sleeps well. See? You know it. I'm telling you. And that's just the truth about it. I sleep well every night in my sleep number bar bed, 360 gravity mode, anything you want. Damn. You want to watch a movie, read a book before bed? Right. You can adjust the bed. You can adjust. I mean, I, I like can, that about I'll those sleep numbers. Up, right. Be, Book open. Damn. Yeah. When Damn. I want my feet rubbed, I elevate my feet up. <laughs> right. Lay back a little bit. Have my girl massage my feet. Damn. You I know, need that I, sleep number just, bed. Yeah, you need the sleep number bed. I, I don't need know it. if I, I'm telling you, I'm telling the world. Right. Go get your sleep number smart bed. Damn, you cowboys, you got this damn sleep number cornered the market, huh? Yeah, we got this thing cornered the market. Um, 
They, it used to be Dak doing sleep number. Now you took that off from him. You're stealing his money. You just like he got a nice. Yeah, he's making too much. He's okay. He's okay. Hey, he, he's just breaking it off. He's just handing me a he's couple giving dollars. Me a little, yeah, a few cookie crumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah cookie crumbs for sure. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. First and goal, one-yard line. Garoppolo in the shotgun, McCaffrey to his right. They're going to give it to McCaffrey coming left. McCaffrey, touchdown! I like how he clipped that, creating the impression that he threw it and caught it on the same play, which he probably could do if he really wanted to. Maybe Here he is. Be. He's that the, talented. The PFT Comeback Player of the Year. See, the real awards come out Thursday night, but we issue ours right away. You were the Comeback Player of the Year at ProFootballTalk.com. Christian McCaffrey with us here. Great to see you. How's yeah, everything? Appreciate you guys having me. I'm did you well, know thanks. you were the PFT Comeback Player of the Year? I did, yeah. You did? did. Yeah, you're supposed to say, no, I don't pay attention to no, your crap, no, I, Oreo. I pay attention to all of that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that. You know, the, the whole concept of Comeback Player of the Year is controversial among the people who debate it because, right. and I don't want to name names, but if it's a guy who just was never very good and all of a sudden oh, had a good man. year, no, I mean, what are you coming back from? Yeah. You came back from adversity. You came back from injury. You came back from the fact that you play a position where every time you get the ball, you are going into a mass of humanity that creates a very real risk of an injury. And I, I respect anyone that plays running back in the NFL because you're guaranteed at some point to get banged up with all those huge bodies in there. You're hired. Yeah. You're hired. <laughs> Appreciate that. No, that's why he takes yeah. care of himself. All right, so let's get to the, the, the big moment of the year, first off. Just like, what, when did the, the lights come on, or when did you start to go, wow, I'm going to be leaving Carolina, and San Francisco is a real thing? You know, kind of explain how that all went down and the transition happened. Yeah, so I got traded on, a, on Thursday at about 11 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. Uh, didn't say bye to any of my teammates. Um, was on a flight 7 a.m., Got to Santa Clara on Friday morning, practiced for the Niners. This is after preparing for – I thought I was playing Tampa all week. Right. And practiced for, uh, for the Niners on Friday. Didn't know what I was doing. Head was spinning. Spent the next 18 hours, whatever it was, uh, with the coaches trying to learn as many plays as humanly possible. 
Well, so wait. So, I mean, you didn't have any even like an inkling maybe a week before the trade? Did you, when did you start yeah. to like go, okay, wait, maybe there's something might happen with me in my life here? Well, it was a lot of uh, chatter. There was a lot of chatter and right. speculation, and I didn't believe anything until it was, you know, cut and dry. And right. I think later in that week, it started to become more and more real. I think Carolina was just waiting for a, you know, a better offer. And uh, they were honest with me and upfront, and I appreciated that. Right. Um, but once, once, uh, once I knew that it was about a 90% thing getting done, I started to think about it more. But it's tough, man. When you're, you know, those are my guys. I was a captain on that team. I still thought we could win, and, and, and I love those guys. I love going to battle with them every day. And uh, it, was a, it was an interesting time of my life because it's such an emotional experience to right. get traded from a place that you call, you've called home for five years, sure. go across the country, and now you got a new you know, new group of brothers, and there's a lot of emotions that come with it that you really can't address because it's as soon as you touch down, you're you're in the playbook trying to just get as familiar as possible yeah, with the offense. It's business time. Right? And you landed in a great spot for yourself and for the 49ers. Did you find yourself paying attention to what the Panthers were doing because they ended up doing better than people thought they would do without you on the team with Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach? Were you, were you from time to time kind of thinking, well, doing pretty well. I wonder how much better they do if I was still there. You definitely, as a competitor, you pay attention to all that stuff. To, to, to be transparent, I'm actually I'm happy. I think we've got got Coach Wilkes now on the uh, yeah. On the yeah good look at side. that. So Damn right. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I think I think there's uh, you know you see that happen a lot when when uh, when coaches leave or when players get traded and, and the team kind of rallies behind one call and it, it's uh, it's common. And once again, you want those guys to do well because those are my teammates. Those are the guys that. You know, I really love those guys, and you want them to do well, but the competitive nature in you is like you don't want them to do better than you're doing. So yeah, right. you definitely pay attention to a little bit of that. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, no one else's success has anything to do with yours. Or, But, you know, it was an interesting uh, emotional dynamic. I bet. I bet. I, I, I never, never was good enough to get traded, but I, I cried when I got cut. I know that. That was <laughs> emotional because you're leaving yeah. your, your buddies that way, too. Uh, something Mike and I talk about all the time, you know, of course, my, my history with Kyle Shanahan a little bit. We always hear players in San Francisco, whether they get cut or there, they're always like, Kyle's a genius. Kyle's a genius. And, you know, I've told him before how great of a communicator Kyle is, and he'll put on video and tell you the rhyme and reason. Like, explain Kyle to people a little bit, if you can, and, and what makes him a genius on the offensive side of the ball there. Yeah, I think... Have you ever been any part of anything like Kyle so far? Never, as far as, right? Never. Okay. I've had a lot of coaches. Right. Uh, I've had some great coaches. And when I came to San Fran, I felt like a full rookie again. The things that I learned in the meetings that I'm still learning in the meetings and watching him watch tape is one of the coolest experiences I've had as a football player and to do that every day. And it's no, it's no, you know, when people say he's a genius and multiple people, right. multiple people, multiple people say he's a genius, yeah. it's, it's not shocking to me because that's, that's a word I would use, you know, to do what he's done and to be able to uh, string together different plays that are sustain, sustainable yeah. constantly in, in, in all of his years in the NFL is, is impressive. And what so, is it? Like, what is it when he's watching film? Like, what's, I know he's saying <laughs> some four-letter words. I'm still learning. But you're wish, learning just what, yeah. just how quickly he diagnosed things and then can say it to you and tell you what to look for and clues? What is, what is it that impresses you? I think the first thing I learned is he understands all 22 positions and everyone's job on yeah. every single play. He right. can teach you about the defense just as well as he can teach you about the offense. Right. And he knows exactly where the ball is supposed to go on each play. 
and there's a purpose to every play. And sometimes the purpose might be to set up another play. Yeah. And it's the timing in which he calls the play, and it's who he's getting the ball to, and it's when he's getting the ball to. I mean, that's why you can be on your your, your third string rookie quarterback and still go yeah, on a huge look like an run. Awesome it's, offense. It's, a, it's a sustainable offense. It's one that works. And it's one that's worked for a long time, and I'm just I'm extremely happy and, and revived to be a part of it. Yeah. What was your take when Brock Purdy came in? What was your thought when he first is under center? Last guy taken in the draft, third on the depth chart, here we go. What was going through your own mind as you're adjusting to basically the emergency option taking over? When I, well, when I first got traded, Brock was the guy who I would spend extra time with, and we would go out to the turf field when, when everything was over, and he would call out the plays for me, and I would just walk to where I lined up and talk through it. And at the time, he's the rookie third-string quarterback. And so I was familiar with him. I was right. familiar with, with uh, him calling plays and all that stuff, and it was funny how it ended up happening. Um, but you know, I think I've played with 11 quarterbacks in, in five years, 11 or 12 quarterbacks wow. in six, you know, now 13 in six years, something along, I might be wrong on the number, but it's You're something the along death. the way. So I, <laughs> I know what it's like to have quarterbacks come in in the middle of games. So it's familiar, you know, to me, but um, I was still confident. You know, I was completely, I think everybody was confident. They, those guys were extremely confident. They were with him in training camp. They saw, you know, and he was practicing against the best defense in the league for the whole year and doing really well. And so I think our defensive guys were, they were extremely confident as well. So. You know, I just worried about me getting my job done. I wasn't worried about who was at quarterback or receiver. It was just trying to focus on my job. Well, talk about let's talk about some quarterback. Had, were you a little nervous a few <laughs> weeks ago when you, you might have to play some quarterback? Well, I mean, I said, you can throw it a little. You know, could you have taught, yeah. called plays in the huddle and done all that? <laughs> I said I felt like a rookie with the running back positions and, and going in at quarterback. That's a whole nother level. Um, <laughs> You know, I think at that point, we were all ready for anything. It right. was whatever you needed us to do, we were going to try anything to, to go out there and, and string together a win. And, and you're never out of the fight. Anything can happen. Defense can get a couple turnovers, a couple sure. big plays here and there. Right. Special teams can return for a while. Oh, oh, for a while. Hey, you scored that touchdown, made it 7-7. Yeah. Seven, seven. I'm thinking, yeah. holy crap, they're, they're going to wing his here. game with Josh Johnson. I right. know. And when he went down, it was... Uh, you know, there wasn't ever any doubt. It was. It's. I mean, you know how it, it's tough to win a football Deflating. game in the NFL right. without a quarterback, let alone the NFC Championship game. And I wish, I wish they had changed the rule where you're allowed to carry three. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that happen other than the Broncos COVID quarterback situation that one year yeah, where the receiver right. had to play. Right. Hidden. Um, but I think they they should change that. You know, it's not good for us obviously it's not good for fans watching to, no. to not have a quarterback so I hope I hope there's some something that they do with that moving forward so that you know you can stay in the fight Christian is it easier to process the way the season ended because it was just like a stuff happens kind of an outcome it wasn't some rip your heart out in the final play of the game you just kind of knew early on we're, we're pretty much done here I think it was harder. I think it actually made it harder because it's what could have been. And, yeah. and I just feel like it feels like you had something taken from you. And uh, I think it hurt, you know, and obviously that's a hell of a team. I don't, I don't make excuses for losing ever. But that, that is, you know, and they're a good team with a good defense. And, and you know, but it you just. You didn't get to throw your best punches at them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Fighting yeah. with one arm. Right. Brad and Ayuk had some interesting comments in the aftermath of the loss to the Eagles. Basically, we were ready to expose that defense, and I think the Chiefs are going to expose that defense. Do you care to comment <laughs> on what Brandon Ayuk had to say? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Or do you have nothing to say? I, I, I don't care to comment, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call Brandon after this and be like, man, you're killing me. We play this team next year. <laughs> no, not even that, yeah. But um, I think both teams are good. I think, we, you know, 
It's always tough because in the NFL, especially in the Super Bowl, anything can happen. I think, I think we were all salty after that last game because of the way it went down and felt like, you know, we had the team that could do it. Um, you did. So that, yeah. that's, I think a lot of that's just frustrating. Where, for us. where, where you're, you got there the week you played the Chiefs, right? So you're one of the few people in the league, you, you know, that you guys, you played both teams a little. You know, what? just give us, like, your little yeah. assessment of the game and the matchup and what you thought of both teams. It's funny. <laughs> it's the first time in my life going into an NFL game, I couldn't tell you one thing about the Chiefs' defense. Right. Uh, because, I, once a, again, like, I was worried about the terminology and, and listening to the different plays and formations. And right. I think Kyle sh strung together about a 10-play, 11-play package for me. I ended up being out there for about 20 of them. And so there were multiple times I was just having to ask Jimmy, hey, yeah. well, I don't know. Where you know, do I, I go? What this is. What's, what's here? And, uh, you know, we made it work, but I, I didn't know anything. I know, you know, I know a couple of their guys, and I played against them. You played against them two, two years, years ago, ago in KC, right? And uh, it was a barn burner. Came down to, you know, the end there. But obviously you'd look at what they've done over the years with the quarterback that they have, the, you know, tight end and the skilled players that they have, and their defense plays well. Um, they're going to be tough to beat. Tell us what you have going on with oh. the P&G Battle of the Paddles. Yeah, so the Battle of the Paddles tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Twitch. Uh, it's a massive ping pong tournament. So ping pong is probably the most competitive thing other than football for me. And so I'm excited about it. I know there's guys like Jared Goff who are talking a bunch of mess, saying that they're the best in the league. So it'll be a lot of fun. It's live on Twitch, 7 p.m. You can, you can buy a bu bunch of different exclusive brand. There's a lot of exclusive brand deals where the fans can interact, the fans can have fun watching and get some cool deals. Um, but it'll be, it'll be fun. We'll have to... All right, so on Twitch, PNG Battle of the Paddles, and you're so you're like, are you kind of guy like you have guys over the house on like Monday night and you watch game and do <laughs> ping pong battles or I'm, what? I'm familiar with ping pong. You're I, familiar. I, I play enough to want to join the tournament. Okay. So is it like okay. high end Olympics? <laughs> like they're just wailing away at the ball back and forth for five yes. minutes? Is it, oh wow. No, it, it, won't, it won't be that. You know, actually maybe we'll see. I have no idea. I've never seen these guys play. I think I played J.C. Horn, who's a Panthers player, first round. Okay. And uh, I have experience playing him and so, so you know his game I know his game he knows mine he's right. probably pissed off that he drew me first <laughs> um, but no it'll be a lot of fun 7 p.m. on Twitch you know one last thing and I may regret this for our awards the only prize is satisfaction but with that said oh here we go oh hey hey we got Trey Lance. Lance we got Christian we got Trey Lance. I know I know we and we got Trey Lance we're on the same flight here don't worry you're all good he's only talking about ping pong it's not the big what a guy seriously he's the man good seeing you good seeing you Trey let me change gears who's going to be your week one starter funny as soon as he can knew that was coming yeah ping pong I'll probably ping First, I'll, I'll be number one ping pong starter, and I don't know who's second. So. Here's what I was saying: we don't give any. I just trophies. hope it's not me. Quarterback. We don't yeah, give any trophies too. or awards for our for our comeback player of the year. But coach of the year, we've developed a thing where I ask the coach, "What do you want?" And I send it. So, what do you want? I'll send you whatever you want for comeback player of the year. That's why I say I may regret it because God knows what He's going to ask for. What do you make want? Make a good bottle of wine, bottle of scotch. You know he's do? rich. Okay. I need a new putter. Because I'm going right. to get into golf this what kind, year. What kind of putter? Whatever the best one is. I don't know enough uh, about golf, but right. a putter, I will love you forever. Right. I appreciate it. Wow. Comeback player of the year gets that. a putter. Damn. I may regret that.
but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how much putters cost. Christian McCaffrey, thanks for some of your time. Congratulations on your success. All the best tonight with the battle. You of better the make a run in this thing. Like yeah. you can't be like the guy selling the tournament and get knocked out in the first that's, round. That's right. We'll right. cover it. There'll All be an right, item exactly on PFT. Right. All right. The Man the up. Here we go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I think just trying to have a, an open mind to, uh, to the direction we're going, but a clear vision as to where. Open mind, clear. And then... There's a little bit of old school mixed in with the new school. And so um, I'm not the 31-year-old the coach who's got all these. The, the, there's something I have in the back of my mind relative to how I think we need to be successful that never changes. And, and those are things that I look forward to putting in place. That was Monday. This is Friday. Here he is, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. It's going to be hard to get used to that. I typed the other night, Saints coach Sean Payton. That's what feels normal. <laughs> I just did a radio clip where, you know, he was like, hi, my name's Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, looking, uh, you know, you know, I'm close with Bill Parcells. And, and so Bill had smaller stints at a number of places and, and was fabulous wherever he went and in this case 16 years is, is quite a long time in our league for one team right it is and uh, 16 good years well I know it had to be hard for you to walk away but was it harder to walk away or harder to pick the next destination um, I think harder to walk away I, I think um, <clears throat> I knew it was the right decision I, I man I, I knew I needed a break and uh you start paying attention to things like your health and you, you know, people would say all the time, well, you gotta look at your schedule, you gotta look at, the, there was just a way that I'm used to doing things and it requires this for me, it's not for everyone. And and so I felt like it was uh, a good time and, and and it had nothing to do with, well, you, we no longer have Breeze. I mean, we, that, that year was a year and a half before, you know, we played other quarterbacks it was just time, and I knew I was interested in doing the network stuff. But what's what's funny is when that begins, and you wake up the next day, you're not in that like that race that exists, right? You know, you you actually leave the racetrack. And right. So for the next year, there's this two-mile racetrack with lights on. You can smell the gasoline. You can hear the cars, <laughs> and they're all going. <laughs> and you know, you're still drawn to it, but there's like this. It's different. There's not that same sense of urgency. You're spending more time golfing. You're doing these other things. Right. I struggle without the itinerary, really. Like, we're, we're so institutionalized with schedule. Right. You're and, like, I have free time? What well, do yeah, I do with this? and then this? I'm not good. And then pretty soon my wife looks at me like, <clears throat> we're not going to do this for the next 300 days, are we? <laughs> like, right. this isn't the current plan, right? <laughs> and so 
Yeah. So when does it hit? Like, when did it hit where you were like, I'm itching and okay, yeah, I got to get back in that race? Throughout the season, you yeah. know, working Sundays was great. Um, I would say this, that group. Uh, Howie and man, Jimmy. And, and both groups, I worked with both shows, but the, uh, com- the camaraderie and the culture that existed there. We had a dinner last night. They're doing, we, we do the Super Bowl. This is my last week. I'm working, right. you know, with, with the Super Bowl. And, and they've got that figured out. Like, I see the things that are important with Eric Shanks and Bill and, you know, the producers. And, and then everyone involved in, in that production is special. Um, but I think I was only getting it Sunday. It was just Sunday. Man, my clothes were laid out Saturday. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. wait to be there, 5 right. a.m. <laughs> and I'd stay till like the last one uh, in the building. <laughs> and you got your football fix in the green room. But I, I think this, you can have your perfect Sunday, your narrative hits. You know, it might be we're talking about the defense, the, yeah. the score fits. Right. Everything you hit Everything on. Everything I of, said, it came yeah, to fruition. You, you get in your car and you drive home. Right. And it still doesn't replace the feeling of that racetrack when I you bet. win. I know. And so ultimately it's like I, I want to go back. And so, all right, here it is. The first morning after you take that job, you're back on this. Like, all right, what do, everyone else is, 31 other teams are going I've got to go, and there's a completely different sense of urgency then to your day. Right. And, it, it, like, everyone else is going now. And so, now we got to hire a staff. Um, we got to do all these things. We're a little bit behind. We've got to – and so, um, I, I think – look, I think the biggest motivating factor for any of us and all of us is fear of failure. Like, that's that's pretty yeah, powerful. I hear you. It gets me up every day. Right? Right, it How does. How are you juggling it now, though? Because you're four days in, but you've still got to take care of business at Fox. Yeah, that was easy, and we talked about that. I first talked with Eric at Fox. I said, hey, I want to make sure. I don't want to assume that you want me. But maybe you feel like there's a... He said, no, absolutely. He said, this year, the fans have been able to get a, a deeper insight as to... We, we, they'd ask me on air, what do you think? And I'd tell them, this is what I think is important. I might do this. Um, and... I'm basically in a hotel room here somewhere in Scottsdale with a, with a laptop. My wife is my assistant with the, because I can accept a Zoom meeting. I have no idea how to initiate one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, seriously. Yeah. You know how to send the email out to everybody and do all that. Again. I had a bad, yesterday was a, t- a, Ronald Curry and I were scheduled for this Zoom and, and <laughs> it was 20 minutes delayed. Pretty soon he invited me because she was, she was, it was the only one she wasn't in the, be- yeah, the room. Oh, right. So a lot of Zoom interviews, coaching staff interviews, all of that. Uh, and, and then, what, what are the you know Fox meetings and so it, it works it works easily. It's right like now. regular season or maybe not yeah. even quite as intense. Russell Wilson, your quarterback now. What's the number one thing you're looking forward to working on him about? Well, I, I would say this. Um, first off, when you finish five and twelve, and, and there's dirt on a lot of people's hands, and, and we focus a lot on the quarterback and the head coach certainly. Um, but I think, I think there are a few things. Uh, we have to improve the run game. That has to be the special teams were awful. Um, so I'm going to hit on these other things and then get back to Russell. The, the two greatest allies for good quarterback play are good defense and a run game. Yeah. Um, how do we take the quarterback off the high dive? Uh, if he's up there too often, it's going to be hard to produce. He's going to have to climb up there six, eight times a game. Right. You know, he's going to be third and eight in, in a must-have it. You know, and then two-minute drill, he's going to be goal to go on a five. You know, 
But you don't want to live up there. No, we don't want to live up yeah, there. No right. one does. Right. Not even with the, the, the greatest guys. Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. 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 So then secondly, what are the things that I think we think he does well? And and I think they struggled finding those last year. I'll be honest. I said it on air and, right. and I'm not trying to upset anyone, but our jobs are to, to figure out what these guys do well and then have them do that. And so. I don't like singing, but if I go to a karaoke bar, I, I want to at least know the words to a song and, and not try to do something outside my box. So Why don't more coaches do that, though? Because well, that's good coaching, but it seems like people are stuck to their system and they won't, they won't yeah. deviate from it. I th look, it's a good question. Um, those are things you learn from guys like Parcells. You know, so not everyone has the same bloodlines. Right. But defensively, um, if we just play our defense, well, what if this – what if this – what if this tight end for the Chiefs, all right, it, Belichick, we played Belichick. We, Jimmy Graham was rolling one year. It was f fantastic. It was yeah. 2013. Right. We were 5-0. Uh, and oh. We had just beaten the Bears. We're going to New England. We know it's going to be a tough game. Right. And I'm telling you, he put a keep to leave on Graham on every play. And then he took his outside backer to that side and turned and reroute. And so when I – Jimmy Graham had more attention on him. And I know what Bill was thinking. If I can eliminate that option, because there was so much production coming from that player. And so are you willing to do that defensively, or are you just going to play your under and over fronts and play your coverage and then just Die look? slowly? Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, the ability on defense to take a player out of the game, uh, there's some defensive coaches in this league that can do it, and there are others that refuse to try. They'll, they'll They'll throw the ball and scout team to this guy, and they'll say, this is what we got to do within our – but there's certain things coverage-wise that some guys just aren't familiar with, and so it's, it's the answer to your question. I'm not familiar with it, so I don't want to talk, discuss, or install it. And generally, that's a lack of experience. What, what about your year off? Just anything that you're going to change to yourself, like where you self-scout thyself a little bit, where you go, you know, I yeah, might want to – um, That's a good question. I think – the longer you do this, the wiser you get, and, right. and you you uh, you become smart with your battery life. You know, my son's real good at video games, and you know, you're always looking at the battery life. Yeah. <laughs> and so, when I first started in '06, you know, I burned battery life sometimes on things that I realize now that that aren't, it's that not as important. important. Right. Yeah, it's not right. as important. Right. So, um, that's one thing. And then, uh, you know, try to get a half hour sweat in three times a week. Just. Yeah, clear just the brain. So, just so you don't die in the office one day yeah, with yeah. a clicker in your hand and a great idea. <laughs> Although, it's where would you rather die? I mean, right. really. If you're uh, going to go, it's, that's the well, place to go. You just want to make sure the play's drawn out because it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that movie uh, Waking Ned Devine who won the lottery in Ireland, and he was the old man in the Lazy Boy, and, it, and the lottery hit a, you know, it was like huge 5 number. million pounds. Right. And he, it was on the TV screen. He won, and he passed away with the lottery ticket in his hand. Oh, uh, right, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. And so there was a rule. Evidently, if the if the winner was deceased, it went back into the next week's. So this little town, his, his two buddies found the lottery ticket, and they said, "Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna turn it." So then it was like waking Ned Divine that gradually the secret expanded. To 28 residents of the town. Right. We're going to collect this money and pretend he was alive still. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Zebra Technologies, collecting a little money from them as you do every year, spreading the word about what they yeah. do, what's going on. It's simple. Um, so I don't think a lot of people know this, but for nine years they've been with the NFL. They just extended an agreement on Wednesday. Um, they're the player tracking system. But let's go back. Every day we go to the store, we swipe uh, 
our groceries, that barcode is Zebra. That's yeah. what they do. Right. They're in Walmart. They're in, you name it. They're in every grocery store. Anytime someone's scanning something and giving you a price, so they've begun to put that in the shoulder pads. They started primarily for in-game production content value. How fast is this guy going? 21 right. miles an hour. My right. son. So this next-gen stats is Zebra. I began looking at it more for soft tissue injuries. So I can look at data, basically at practice. I can see how far guys are moving. Right. Um, if I say I want to reduce a practice, I could say in the old days you'd cut out the time, but you still don't have a tangible way to measure you know, receivers six miles on an average two-a-day practice. Yeah. Brandon Cooks at eight miles. Why is that? Right. Well, he's doing these other things. He's doing things. the post routes and, and some but, of the... But all of a sudden, yeah. he's got a hamstring issue. Yeah, so right. it's, it's being a little bit more exact. Right. Um, the chip's in the football now. You know, does it cross the goal line or not? I know this drives you guys oh, crazy. Oh, come yes. on. But think about this for a second. Right. When you shoot an NBA jump shot... Right. ...and it comes off of your hand and you, you see the shot clock light the back of the backboard up... Right. ...you can tell if it's been shot or not. Yes. We can do the very same thing. Uh, just envision a goalpost light that goes off Please. when the ball... And then all I have to do as an official is just look at the knee. Right. But now I got to look at where's the ball, where's, where's the knee, the where's the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, if I can right, remove right. the ball right. element right. and see where the knee is, all this stuff, it's 2023. Yes. And, we, and we're betting on these games. I know. I know. Well, trust me, we're, we, beat it, we beat it to all death. All over it all Sean. the time. We had to a, the point where they tell us to shut up. Yeah. You ready? That's all right. We're not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> In the Eagles playoff game, right. a chain broke. They brought the backup chain out. And it, it was, but it was tangled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of us watching said, oh, we've been there. Right. Like our phone chargers tangled. Right. Because you know what we knew? We knew it was going to take 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's all for that drama. Of pulling that stick. I get it. You got to pull that stick. I get it. So I want to come up with the chain that can't tangle. Yeah, please. Yeah, like, let's you know, do the that. Fire, you know, the hose that can't tangle? Yeah, right, right. Like, we they can should be that. able to do that. You're yeah. right. We got uh, enough money in the league. I think we, we can We can go all day. One last thing, though. I keep seeing that ring hit. You're out of is balance. The only, is oh, the only you're week. out of balance, though. Boom. This is the only week. Um, I know, but I'll, you need yep, another one I'll now. Take it. Oh, we, we definitely need two. Hold Did on. you know that there's no coach who's won a Super Bowl with two different teams? Are you aware of that? I am aware of that. That's the plan, Mike. Man, <laughs> it's a beauty. I, I really love this ring. You guys did a great job with this one. It well, really the Florida is. Lee has been on jewelry long before Super Bowl right, rings. Right. And so, and then when Mrs. Benson's involved and it's Tiffany. Yeah. It's awesome. That's a win. That's a win-win right she, there. She's the best. Right. Does it feel like right. it's been 13 years? Um, no, it feels like it's probably been seven or eight. Uh, but it feels long enough away where here's the one thing about this game, and. We got close, you know, we had the championship game with the no call and everything, but on that staff was Mike Westoff and a bunch of other players. And as we get older, you enjoy giving gifts more than receiving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you ever have a surprise? You oh, can't wait. I'm, 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 I'm at that age the first time in my life. You're right? fired I can't up. wait to give my family and where kids. Where do you see yeah. this? Right. Where do you see this? Right. Or where do you eat at this restaurant? Or where do you watch this movie? And so that, that lead in to the Super Bowl is like, you guys will never believe what this game, whatever you think it's like, it's a right. hundred thousand times better. Yeah. And so part of that exists like yourself, you know it, but to show others like, and watch their reaction. Like yeah. what I tell you, yeah. like you're yes. not going to remember the first five minutes of this game right. at all. Right. You're going to be like, hyperventilating. Yeah. Bill yeah. said, Hey, make sure you're calling just base stuff. Cause right. they're not going to know anything for five minutes. Right. 
And so that's the kind of thing that you look forward to, you know, kind of sharing. Yeah, sharing that, seeing them get that experience. Well, it's awesome. Thanks to Zebra Technologies for giving us Sean Payton today, with also the unexpected plug for Waking Ned Divine, which man, you uh, kill, he's not available today. in theaters, but I'm Cold, sure you can find a stream Cold somewhere. Today. I, I would say, if you choose to watch it, I would su suggest subtitles. Yeah, like, it's know, hard you, to get that accent. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, right, right. <laughs> all right, all it. the best to you. It's great to have you back in the game. Great to have you back in the league, and we wish you all the best with Thank the Denver you. Broncos. Appreciate you guys. All right, everybody, that's it for the Monday podcast. Hope you enjoyed these interviews. And again, like I said, to start the pod here. Well, this is we'll we'll release a, a group of interviews for Wednesday and another group on Friday. Well, we did a lot of talking to some awesome personalities last week. So the next podcast on Wednesday. We'll have conversations with George Kittle, Josh Jacobs, and more. And on top of that, I just want to keep this on your radar. You know, next Monday, we'll be back in the swing of things. Ahmed and I will be back in the studio at NBC Sports, and we're going to have our awards podcast, which includes the Homies Choice Awards that you can vote on. Check our social media accounts. You know where to find me, at CSimsQB on Twitter, at SimsUnbutton on Instagram, for a link on how you can vote. All right? Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Check us out on Wednesday with a great list of players we got coming. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.